This is the Discover Demelza podcast, episode five. You are listening to the Discover Demelza podcast, where you will join with Demelza in learning new things that will benefit your physical, mental, and spiritual health and well-being. Discover Demelza is sponsored by Your Natural Choice, supplier of Moore's Original Ointment. Considered the best under the sun in the Victorian era, this continues to be an effective and soothing all-natural cream that is kind to your skin. Don't miss out on this great product. Get yours today. Also sponsored by Cheeky Monkey Safaris, your ideal choice for an amazing safari adventure in the Serengeti Plains and other spectacular national parks in Tanzania. Book now to take advantage of a holiday of a lifetime. And now, your host, artist, entrepreneur, and Christ follower, Demelza Marie. Well, it's that time of year that people are thinking about holidays and what they're going to do when they book their time off. And today I want to tell you about uh, a company called Cheeky Monkey Safaris, which is a safari company based in Tanzania. And I have Hef, uh, who is the proprietor of the company, and he is going to be with me now, and we're going to interview him. I do want to say that because of technical difficulties with um, equipment and things, the sound isn't that great quality, but hopefully you will be able to hear and understand um, everything that he says. So, hello Hef, thank you for joining me. Hello, Demelza. I'm glad that uh, we can talk together. Me too. So, what what do you love about going on safari? I I love going on safari. There is a lot of things out there that can really refresh your mind, refresh your soul, and give a smile or laughter in your heart. Um, seeing these animals, seeing these birds, trees, flowers at the p- different places that I visit. That's most thing that I really love. I love to be just there. Okay. Okay, can you give me some highlights? Maybe some really amazing story, something you've seen when you've been on safari? Yeah, I've been, uh, in, um, you know, we have several parks here. We get Serengeti National Park. We get Ngorongoro National Park. We get Conservation Area. We get Tarangira. We get Kilimanjaro. We get Arusha National Park. And each park has its own beauty. When you are in each park, you experience different than the other park. Okay. Um, so, so what about actual events? Like, have you seen animals hunting and catching prey or a, an animal being born or anything like that? That's many times, hundred times, even a thousand times. If you do a safari like... Um, um, three days in Serengeti or in Tarangeti, two days. Um, those two to three days cannot go without seeing animal get killed or seeing um, leopard or lions or cheaters uh, hunting their prey. Sometimes the name is, and they may catch it in front of you and eat it in front of you. And now uh, these animals, they teach us sometimes, far from the preying animals that eat other animals, but you may learn something about love, even when you see baboons. I saw baboons hugging, hugging, and serious hugging. The the heart that you hug somebody, like you miss somebody, you see him and you hug him. 
And sometimes the way they, they groom each other, also that's something that are really good. Be born, animals like uh, wild beasts, I saw them really dropping the babies, even the, the zebes and, 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 and baboons, monkeys, those things really happen in the jungle, especially when you get enough time to be there. Well, maybe can you, can you describe some of the parks that you visit when on, on your tours? Um, Dorongara National Park, it's well known as a home of elephants and baobab trees. It's a tree that grows all time of the years. Even 10 people, if you hold hands, we cannot go around and finish it. That's a story about Dorongara. About Lake Manyara, it's a national park that's known as uh, tree climbing lions. It's where you can get uh, lions on the tree, climbing and resting on the branches. The lake itself, flamingos beside the lake, and also it's a place where you get a big herds, I mean groups of baboons, we call the troop, a troop of baboons, uh, about 150 as well. The baboons which are found in Lake Manyara is more than in Central Africa and South Africa. And are the lake itself, the rainforest, the, uh, the springing, there is a lot of spring, fresh water springing up there, hippopotamus, leopards, and uh, it's a very good park. And also Serengeti, as Serengeti, it's a, it's, a, it's a very huge national park in the northern socket. It's where we get the great migration, the animals that migrate uh, do a clockwise migration, the wild beast and, and zebes, zebra that migrate to Kenya and uh, come back to Tanzania. So in Tanzania, they stay about 10 months. In Kenya, they end up just being one month in Masai Mara. And uh, the Serengeti Plain itself, the Grumet River, where when they cross, there is a lot of crocodiles and uh, a lot of cats in Serengeti. It's a, and Serengeti is known as a home of cat families. And when you mention about cat families, it means lions, leopards, and cheetahs. Okay, sounds and good. And when Arusha National Park, um, it's also a very nice park with the nice valleys, with the craters, flamingos. There is lakes there where you can come very close to the to the to the to the water, and there is a lot of flamingos, just like a two meters from where you can stand or where you can come out of. The car and see the flamingo. The story of Ngorongoro crater itself, um, it's well known to everybody. Uh, the crater, it's believed that there was a mountain bigger, like Kilimanjaro Mountain, and it erupted due to the volcanic activities. And the other part sank, but the top part was thrown in Serengeti, where we get the Serengeti plains, because the ash end up making the concrete where the tree cannot grow in the south part of Serengeti. So the history itself about that is really, really interesting. It's a wide story. Each park has wide, wide and very interesting stories. That's really cool to have a little bit of an idea of the different parks and what you can see at those parks. So yes. you mentioned um, the Maasai. Can you tell me more about that? Um, Maasai is, is the cattle keepers. When you see them, Maasai, they must have a kettles, kettles, sheep, and goats, and donkeys. So um, the way they wear, they wear 
red, maroon, and bluish. That's what kind of primary care colors they wear. That's kind of their their cloth with they wear. Okay, and, and yeah. if I remember correctly, they carry sticks around with them and things like that. They carry, yeah, they carry sticks. The way they wear on their shoes, you must find them with a with a kind of the a, a handmade shoes from the used tires. Huh. The car tires they cut in piece and they kind of making a shoe there. You'll you'll never find a Masai with bare feet. Yeah. Okay, so, so going back to the safaris, what does a typical safari day look like? Yeah, the days look like when you're having like a two-day safari and you are in, uh, in Serengeti, uh, you, normally you do plan your safari with your guide and your guide will advise you what to do in the day. So you can wake up early in the morning, like 6.30, and go for sunrise game drive. Most people and most tourists, they like that. Seeing the sun coming up, the big, huge, round gold coming from the ground and color everything in a goldish. Seeing that, and when you go out, you go out without breakfast. You just go. Maybe have a cup of coffee and go for sunrise game drive. And that goes up to 10 in the morning. So you can go back to the hotel, to your lodge, or to the campsite for breakfast. Then after breakfast, you can rest for a few minutes and go for afternoon game drive. And you can also come for lunch to the lodge or to the campsite and also go for the evening game drive. And we have those who they can do it differently. They go in the morning for the sunrise, they come for breakfast, they rest up to lunchtime, they go only for the evening game drive. So it depends how the clients, I mean, tour your clients and how you can plan for your days. Good enough, big things are going by negotiation. You talk, you plan, you get advice for, from your professional tour guide. Good, that sounds nice because then it's very custom to what the uh, tourist actually wants to see then. Yes, please. And uh, how much they want to do um, at the time. So, mm -hmm. what, what kind of vehicle do you use for your safaris? Um, we got a uh, lead cruisers. It's a safari jeep automatically here. So, we, we get um, long ones that we extended from here in Tanzania, where carries um, up to eight people. And we get the, the size that's just made from the, the, the marker of the cars which cares to uh, five to six people so it depends the number which number is going there or which number is is depending on the booking and everything okay and um the the tops of the or the roof of the car actually pops up open so you can look out um... yes some um some of the cars that we use here are popping up roofs and we get those ones which we do open it's open completely no roof but it just seats with the driver that you see there so those are the are the kind of two cars that we use uh, for, for, for the safaris you cannot come out of the car but you can stand where the roof will end on your shoulders so you can see on the grass and on the floor I mean on the yeah just open ground you can see everything you can take your pictures and they are very comfy, comfortable. And some of them, they got even the refrigerator. So you can get um, 
cold water in a hot sun in a day. Even when um, you feel tired, you can be refreshed with a Coca-Cola from the refrigerator from the car. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, good. And what kind of accommodation is available when you go on safari? Um, we got um, two kind of accommodation. We get a lodge accommodation and campsite accommodation. So lodge, it sounds like hotel, but just made or built according to the, to the kind of environment, suits the environment in the national parks. And we get a campsite where it's a public campsite where when you drive there, you carry your food, your tents, your tables, your seats, your mattress, your sleeping bags, your chairs and tables. And we get the campsites where, where you go, there is beds, there is, it's a self-contained campsite. It's just like the lodge and are, they, it's very expensive. Those ones are very expensive than even some of the other lodges. So we get two kinds of accommodation. One is luxury, and we get the middle kind of, uh, um, affordable kind of, and we get the very low one, which we call it campsite, public campsites. Okay, so um, you've got two types of campsites then, which are one which is um, quite fancy and luxury, and then you've got the public, which is yeah. where they just yeah. camp yeah. Like, uh, like we would normally think of camping, bring your yeah. own things. Yeah, and what is on the yard of the public campsite? The National Park Management just provide a toilet where they put showers and you get a, a kitchen and you get a dining and camping yard, nothing more. So that's what found on only on the public campsite. So you carry everything by yourself. You book a safari to Kikman safaris, so you have to pay for everything, for your food, for your tents, for your... Uh, 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 sleeping bags, mattresses, table and everything, and we got cooks and all that. Okay. I've heard about the Big Five. Can you just tell me what those are again? Um, the Big Fives are, um, are five animals. It's uh, elephants, a leopard, lion, rhino, and buffalo. Those are the Big Fives. Okay, and, and you may you may be surprised why are the we we mix with the leopard. Leopards seem to be a small animal. If you measure it in a weight, it's about seventy to eighty kilograms. But it's called a big five. Means it's a big animal. <laughs> but uh, but um, why are they called big five? It's because of their behavior and characters. Those are the. Are the, are the much more fearful animals in the park. They got a, they, we, we, we have a name that we call it the notorious animals or ferocious animals. The animals that you cannot tamper with them. When they are angry, they can attack anything or attack anybody. Okay. So, um, obviously, you want to keep a safe distance from them, but can you see them on your safaris? Oh, yes, you see them. Many times, many times, many times. If you drive, you may come across to them. Lions can also come and take a shade under your safari truck. Sometimes they come and groom your car, you see. So this animal thing. Leopards, sometimes they can just come and see them like a five meter, three meters close to you. 
Even most of time, these are the nocturnal animals. They're much more active in the night. But um, in some areas, you may find them in a day, even coming towards the Safari National Park roads when you're driving, it may come across, come straight. From, from where you're driving to, it can just come and just stand beside your car and look at you and keep walking into the, to the valleys and to the sheds. Uh, rhinos are much more uh, uh, seen in a, in, 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 in a little few distance. You cannot just come closer to them like as you come to the leopards and lions and elephants. Those are much more uh, angry animals which can really attack you very quickly. So you can see them about 100 meters to, to, to 40 meters, or even to 3 to 4 to 5 to 600 meters. You cannot really come close to them. And they are very well protected. Even the management won't allow you to come closer as, 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 as the other animals. Okay, so... Um... Would you say that uh, someone going on safari who might be a bit nervous about some of these big ferocious animals, is it safe to be uh, with, with all these animals? Is there a risk involved? Oh, um, yes, it's true. Because of the history of these animals may make somebody be or feel like, uh, like not, not safe, but yourself. Few people who have been attacked is when they really go and kind of molest these animals, make them upset. And good enough when you drive to the national parks, you get a guide, a professional tour guide who have studied about these animals, about the environment, about the behaviors of the animals, and can tell, and they can tell you this animal is upset, it's really angry animal, so we better go. This kind of sign or behavior this animal is showing us it's going to attack us. So let's go, let's move, let's get out of here. So these are uh, tour guys, professional tour guys, and chick might we have them. So um, um, they will tell you everything. So you have to relay on your tour guide. They will tell you all the signs. And good enough, even if the animal shakes, you can ask what kind of sign is that? So your guide will tell you. If the animal yawn or sneeze, or shish you, you can also ask the guide what kind of behavior is that, and your guide will immediately tell you, this is a sign of get out of here, get out of, way, my, get out of my way, leave me alone, I don't want to hear you, switch off your car. Okay, okay, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, also, with everything that's going on in uh, Kenya and um, other places in Africa, would you say it's safe to travel to Tanzania? Oh yes, Tanzania, Tanzania. I can say Tanzania is much more safe. Not much more safe. Tanzania is totally safe. You know, when you talk about danger in Africa, it's end up distorting, making a distortion like it's all Africa. When you talk about Kenya, People think that even Tanzania. When you talk about East Africa, because the Kenya is one of the East African, so they think also in Tanzania there is a problem. Tanzania is totally safe. No problem with that. We don't have the, the attacking or the terrorists in Tanzania. Our security is much more really. It's very neat and very stiff to protect this kind of, 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 of industry. Good. Okay, that's encouraging to hear. Yeah. So, um... Uh, going back to the safaris again, so 
what kind of things can be done as well as safari. So if somebody comes for a week or a couple of weeks and they want to do safaris, but maybe they want to do something else as well while they're in that area, what kind of things could they do? Um, there is a lot of places really to, uh, to visit. So in Arusha, there is kind of, of, of different activities you can do, like cultural tourism and visiting uh, coffee farms. And also we get a waterfalls around Arusha and Kilimanjaro. You can go and, and, and visit the waterfalls, which can, can take more days, like a two days, three days. You can visit. We have a lot of, of good things to visit even before starting the safari or after the safari. And also Kilimanjaro National Park. Uh, in Kilimanjaro, we get different routes which climb the Mount Kilimanjaro. We get like seven routes that goes up and come down. And also, you can plan a day trip that you can work, have a day tour going, trekking, and reach some point and come back slowly. And we call it a day. So you start your safari the following day. Okay. So, so when is the best time of year to so visit? So, in Tarangiri National Park, the best time to visit there is from May. May, June, July, August, and September. Those are much more good time. If then, if you visit right now, it it's a it's a good time. You won't miss at all. You will get lions, you'll get leopards, but um, it will be much more wet. So even though we get this kind of say it's the best time, but we don't stop people if they get time to visit it on their time, even if it's a rain time or dry season. And in Serengeti, are the same. Um, this, the good time to visit Serengeti is when it's raining, like now, Serengeti is raining, and the, 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 the wild beasts are in the southern part of Serengeti, and they are dropping the babies. They start dropping the calves from um, uh, middle of, of, of February and March and April. And the same time, start getting the new pregnancy while they are taking the babies and start marching to the northern part of Serengeti, crossing the River Mara on September. So if you're visiting to Serengeti, um, you can visit if you want to see the whole thing that really tests your heart is from November, December, January, February, March, April, May, and June. You won't use a lot of energy to find these animals. But on um, July, they'll be crossing River Grumeti to the, to, the, to, the, to the control area of northern west uh, Serengeti, uh, uh, September and October, crossing River Mara, which uh, need much more days to, 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 to follow them that you can, you, can, you can get some time to see them. So the good time is... On six months, as I said, from November to, to June. Okay. And um, what are the temperatures like? Um, also, temperatures differs. In Tarangiri, it's warm. It may reach up to 28 to, uh, to 30 to 31 in Tarangiri. In Lake Manyara, also the same. And you may feel like it's too much hot in in Lake Manyara because the Lake Manyara is just at the, at the Great Rift Valley. So the wind doesn't blow so much quick there. So and the lake, so the heat is like, a, it's give a little heat. That's, you won't really 
feel burning or burnt, but you feel much more hotter than when you are on top of the Rift Valley. In Gorongoro crater, it's really cold there. Sometimes in a in a in a, like a, in a June, July, and August, in Gorongoro, it end up reaching below five. Sometimes, especially in the morning and in the evening. In Serengeti, it's 28, 25, it's how it ranges to 28 to 30. Okay, so it's not excessively hot, but it would be wise for people to bring light clothing, things that cover them up to protect them yes. from burning in the sun, but also bring some warmer clothes for the evenings and mornings, or that I guess it's um, colder in the mornings and evenings? Yes, that's uh, definitely. Okay. So, yeah. so bringing, bringing layers is a good thing. That, that's a very good thing. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just briefly, um, what kind of uh, tours and things does Cheeky Monkey Safaris provide? Cheeky Monkey Safaris, we provide all kinds of safaris. We provide wildlife safaris, like driving the jungle, like in Serengeti Gorongoro, as I said. We also provide cultural tourism, visiting the, this kind of tribes and uh, historical places. And we provide uh, beach and holiday safaris, like going to Zanzibar and swimming and just be getting a sun. How do you call it? Sunburn? Sunbathing. Sunbathing in uh, uh, at the Indian Ocean. And also we provide mountain climbing. And also we, we have what they just uh, 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 introduced recently canoeing like in Arusha National Park you can also go and canoe and pay the canoeing and canoeing in, in, in the water even Lake Manyara they do the same okay so if you like the water you can get on the canoes and and have yeah. fun okay good can you can you tell me a bit about the charity work that you do when um the the, the other donors or the other visitors come to the project and also when they want to go on safaris the the money that they pay for the safaris the profit also goes back to to help to what they are facilitating at the project so we get some percentage that we give as offering to buy medicine or to pay um, some widows bill hospital bills or buying a shoes for some kids or buying uh, a food or buying a school stationaries so our chick mike safaris also works with this this projects in that kind of area in a health way in a housing in a schooling and even in a, in, a, in a comforting when people seek or whatever so so what you're saying then is that a person who takes a safari with you guys me they the um, money that they pay for the safari, a percentage of that will be actually going towards supporting the needs and the charities in the area, like the poor, the widows, and, and that kind of thing. So in effect, they are helping the community in that respect, as well as enjoying the actual safari themselves? Yes, that's how it is. Okay, that's really cool. It means that they don't go just to enjoy there, but their enjoyment also make a relief to some people in kind of stage of life. No, that sounds like a, a really good, a great yeah. um, 
feature, I think, that uh, Cheeky Monkey Safaris does. Well, thanks, Hef. I don't know about anybody else listening to this podcast, but I feel inspired to go on another safari at the first opportunity. Um, I appreciate your taking the time to give us a feel for what it's like to see the wild animals up close and for how Cheeky Monkey Safaris um, itself provides its tours. So just a quick reminder for those listening, um, Cheeky Monkey Safaris is a small family business who use experienced safari guides who have lived in the area their whole lives. So you'll get the care and attention you can expect from a family-run business rather than a big corporate company. And as you mentioned um, just now that uh, you have the passion for the safaris itself, it's not just a business. And also, in keeping with their philosophy to give their clients what they want, Cheeky Monkey Safaris offers custom packages according to your needs. So contact them and find out if they can provide something for you. Having enjoyed a safari myself, I'm sure you won't regret such an incredible experience. Okay, so that's all for today. I'll let you go check out Cheeky Monkey Safaris' website now, which is cheekymonkeysafaris.com. And... uh, Hopefully, you can enjoy a safari this year. You have been listening to the Discover Demelza podcast. If you found today's episode helpful, please go to the website at discoverdemelza.com to find the podcast notes with links relevant to today's topic. We look forward to catching up with you next time. Have a great week.